If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. But I want guys that live and die for it and want to be great and are tough. I don't want guys that go out in Minnesota with hoodies on and everything for warm-ups. That just says to me that just okay is enough. You know, I'm a little cold, so I'm going to come ha- out here like that. You got ridiculed or beat up when I was playing if you did that. We got to keep getting tougher. We. Here, welcome back here on the Husker Online Show. That was Scott Frost, um, you know, throwing back some old 90s stories here uh, about guys wearing their hooded sweatshirts at uh, Minnesota. And I'll tell you, Robin's going to be on full hoodie watch during pregame warm-ups. Yes, I'll make a list of anyone who dares wear long sleeves during pregame warm-ups. He's in a hoodie. He's in a hoodie. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, it's time for the mailbag. Grace Harmon in studio. Grace, what do you have to lead us off? All right. The first one I got for you is what position group on both offense and defense needs to step up for the season to end on a high note? Uh, offensively, it's Adrian Martinez, I think, in general. I mean, they're going to put a lot of stock on him to carry this team down the stretch for Nebraska. Um, and, and he has to do it. I mean, the other guys have proven they can play. They haven't won games with Noah Vedral starting, uh, but they've shown they can move the offense. Um, the position group for me on defense would be linebackers. I, d- I just think that group has been a real struggle as far as just doing the little things uh, correctly. Yeah, I mean, you can go across the board with offense. Uh, but for me, it, it starts with the offensive line. I don't think – I mean, that that group plays better. Everybody else looks better. Um, obviously, more wide receivers. That's been a storyline all season. They, they could step up. Um, but, you know, I think it starts and has started all year long with the offensive line. So hopefully that continues to improve. Defense, yeah, I, I got to go linebacker as well. I mean, that's the kind of the the elephant in the room right now, especially with coming off that Indiana game was, um, you know, the depth I think was exposed a little bit. And again, you know, they're being asked to do a lot. And so, you know, they, they need to answer the call much better than they did a week ago for the season to, to get any better. Yeah, I think offensive line, um, you know, I'm in total agreement there with you, but um, and then and defensively, the linebackers, uh, I mean, I don't know if you're going to see any giant jumps, though, in those two groups. I think they kind of are what they are. Although I will say I, I do think the offensive line has played a little bit better. I think we have seen some growth out of Cameron Juergens. Uh, the snaps at least have been better or gotten way more consistent. So that's definitely encouraging. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. We're taking your questions in the mailbag with Grace Harmon. All right, looking ahead to next fall camp, do you think there will be a legitimate battle at quarterback? Man, I think a lot would have to happen. I mean, this staff is so all in with Adrian Martinez. He's their guy. He's a captain. Um, I mean, I think you'd really be risking a lot at that point. I mean, it it would have to be injury-related or, you know, more is going to have to happen. And he's got four games left to kind of – 
uh, reestablish himself. But um, to say that Noah Vedral and McCaffrey today are better than Martinez, I mean, I don't think they are. I mean, I, I know they showed some flashes, but Martinez's total body of work to me is still better. Yeah, and I don't think it's a question of who's going to be the starter for the opener, but if Martinez continues to struggle and um, you know looks like the player who was hesitant and just a step slower than we remember him, uh, you know, you might have to force their hand a little bit, especially when you have options like they do behind him. I mean, uh, Luke McCaffrey continues to develop at the rate he's been developing. He's going to make it hard for this coaching staff not to at least reevaluate the situation if Martinez continues to struggle. But that's the big thing. It's, it's all if Martinez struggles. If he is the type of quarterback that this staff firmly and truly believes that he is, uh, it's not a question. He will be the starter, and he'll be the starter till the day he leaves Nebraska. It's definitely going to be interesting. Um, I think the the biggest competition is going to be for that backup role. Uh, as long as, like like you said, Robin, if Adrian Martinez is what, what we think he is, what the coaching staff thinks he is. But that backup position um, is going to be really, really intriguing uh, next spring and then obviously next fall. So Frost has said in the past he wants to run a lot of different groups to give guys more reps. Have they been doing that? And if so, will we start seeing more guys play? I think during times of the year like August and, and spring ball, you know, you can run more reps with more guys in different stations and situations. Uh, but during the season, um, you know, you can really only effectively run two huddles or, or two units at one time. And I, I know they give the number two reps more reps than they normally uh, would have gotten in the past um, with past coaches here. But this fantasy that people think, oh, they can do it like Osborne did, where there was like literally, I think, three or four units like going four stations at going. one time. I mean, I mean I, it's just not realistic. And people just have to understand that. It's just not going to ever be like that. But they're going to try to keep giving more and more guys reps um, and and there yeah, obviously you need scout teams as well. Yeah, I mean at this point they can rep them all they want in practice, but I'll believe it when I see it. As far as those guys actually playing in games, you know, the guys have been close for uh, four months now and have haven't, haven't even sniffed the field yet come game day. So uh, I, I I know that they're they're repping guys like Darian Chase and Damarian Houston. Uh, Troy Walters on Wednesday mentioned those guys as guys that have been uh, repping against the actual defense, but they're going to redshirt this year and they're not going to play. So. Um, practice reps and game reps are two completely different stories. Yeah, Ramir Johnson's another guy that's been going against the number one defense. I think what it is is there's certain periods during practice where there's a lot of different stations or a lot of guys getting reps, but it's not like the old days where it's all practice long. You've got four stations and three guys. units would get like 120 yeah. reps. Yeah, it's just not this. It's, it's, you can't do that these days. All right, you got time for two more, Grace. All right, do you have any thoughts on Miles Jones entering the transfer portal, maybe why he didn't really see the field much? It, you know, I, I just think I wrote about it this week that that transition class of 18 is what it is. I mean, they had they signed 20 guys that they knew for only a couple of weeks. And I always I use this analogy, it's like going to Vegas and meeting a girl and getting married in one weekend and then all of a sudden about 5-6 months later, you find out a lot of things about the girl you didn't know. Um and I think with recruiting, you know, on a transition class, it's the same way. You know, you, you fall in love with certain qualities of the player, but you're you have a gun to your head to fill a class and 
we've learned history has told us the transition classes rarely work. Mike Riley actually had a pretty good transition class, but a lot of those were Bo Pelini holdovers um, that stayed on board. And Charlton Warren played a big factor before he left to keep a lot of those guys. Um, and that, and then he left like right after signing day. But um, it, it's it's tough to do that with transition classes. Yeah, you would just you would assume that if Miles Jones was good enough to play, he would have played. Um, and clearly, the staff didn't see enough from him in practice to even get opportunities to touch the football. So, while we as fans and media didn't ever get a chance to see what Miles Jones could truly do, I think the staff saw what they needed to see, and I think the writing was on the wall that you know Miles just wasn't going to fit here, and he'll probably find greener pastures somewhere else. And best luck to him. Yeah, the the strange thing is though is you heard about him getting reps in practice. You heard about him being close. I know Miles is a good kid. Miles is a smart kid, um, and so it's he's not leaving because he wasn't. You know, he was a screw up or anything like that. I just, I think he decided that he wanted to go and try and find an opportunity to get on the football field. All right, last question. All right, what's the funniest or strangest recruiting visit story you can tell us about someone who's visited? Nebraska? Nate, you can go first on this one because you've got the best stories oh, I boy. know. Um, so I, I think one of the better ones was Ashley Palmer, who's a junior college uh, recruit, I think out of Compton Community College, ended up going to Ole Miss, but when he came in on his visit, he uh, he had a very very good time, uh, and on Sunday when uh, we had had breakfast at that time, it was at the <laughs> Embassy Suites. Um, you know, I would get there very early, and I would do wake ups, wake up calls to all the recruits, and I called his room probably twenty, thirty times, nothing, and so went up to his room, knocked on the door, nothing. I finally had to get the manager. Uh, and a security guard to let me in and the shower was running there was glass on the floor uh, blood <laughs> on the floor uh, picture had fallen off the wall um, and and he uh, he was half in the bathroom half out of the bathroom with sh- covered up in sheets um, and, and uh, yeah so I, I'm I'm in there it's like mm, 6 45 7 7 o'clock in the morning on Sunday and I'm like oh my god <laughs> I've got a situation on my hands and so I helped I helped Ashley Palmer uh, kind of get cleaned up and ready to go down <laughs> down to the uh, the breakfast and uh, he, he finally came down with some sunglasses on <laughs> didn't say a whole lot um, like I said he ended up going to Ole Miss played in the NFL for quite a few years uh, but so I'm, I'm not sure if you if you remembers that but I definitely do wow no story I have is going to even come close to that go ahead Sean I you know one and Nate actually I think might have told me this story but Ray Maluga um, remember that he's an NFL longtime linebacker. He ordered uh, a bunch of adult movies to his room, <laughs> and and they um, they they stuck the incidentals bill with him to him at the end, and it was like hundreds of dollars. And they they waived it because I think they were supposed to have the movies turned off. They're but, supposed to have all the movies turned off and all the recruits. But room. just some of the stuff. I mean, a lot of these kids don't ever get to travel and eat like that, and the amenities and the luxuries of. <laughs> The travel. <laughs> I'm not saying that was a luxury, but, um, it, you know, you, you see some weird stuff. Yeah. So with basketball, uh, I don't have anything close to that. But, like, the, the funniest thing I remember is it was a football game, and there was a bunch of kids from Oklahoma uh, who weren't all that accustomed to cold. And when they were standing on the sideline, you know, getting ready to you know, just do their little pregame sideline thing, and uh, it was so cold that, like, they – literally wanted to go back like they didn't want to stay for the football game because they don't care about football 
But luckily, you know, me being the uh, you know program supporter that I am, I was standing next to one of the sideline uh, heating units, and I waved to one of the coaches. I was like, hey, bring them over here. And I got them a station right in front of the heater that probably saved the visit. So uh, you're welcome. <laughs> they didn't get any of those recruits, but at least I, I made their day better. All right. Well, we got a little story time there for you. When we come back, we'll close the show with some recruiting talk with Nate Klaus. You're listening here to the Oscar Online Show.